Now, on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. How that week one of the FedEx Cup playoffs? Alongside the Caddy, Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. We are taping this on a beautiful Tuesday morning. Hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy. The word. Oh, I'm already out of sleep. Maddie, M A T T Y, the word and C A D D I E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. I don't know that we could have asked for a more entertaining and dramatic start to the FedEx Cup playoffs. So many things that I want to take out of our golf bag this morning and discuss. So, Caddy. Uh, we're going to hear from Patrick Reed. You caught up with him after he won. We'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we had uh, Abraham Answer, who until this week was always my go-to on DraftKings because he was always so cheap. Now people are going to find out about him, so I'm angry about that. Uh, <laughs> you've got you've got some guys making a move to get up into the Tour Championship or at least to advance themselves. We'll get into those guys. But first, I want to first tell with- everybody why you're so tired. Yeah, I was. Uh, I hosted our uh, fantasy football marathon Monday night uh, for five hours, five straight hours of television, and got done at around twelve fifteen. Got to bed at around one fifteen, one thirty. I had another call this morning at around nine a.m. and now doing doing the pod. But like I told you when we were getting ready. The body clock for me is my alarm goes off at 3.15, typically for SportsCenter, AM, right. 3.15 a.m. And so you just went – I mean, you went and did Europe on my body clock. <laughs> Pretty much so. Now, did you – after getting home around 1, did you actually wake up at 3? Or when you woke up, were you like, oh, snap, I'm late? Okay. I was wide awake at 4 a.m. freaking out. Oh, that's wide awake. the worst. Wide awake. And That's I was like, the "What?" Worst. And then you know how you have to like, you have to compose yourself for a minute and say, yes. well, "Wait a second, where am I? And what <laughs> am I supposed to be doing right now?" Right. So I laid there for a minute. I'm like, "What am I supposed to be doing? Am I awake? Am I running late? Do I need to get in the shower?" No, I'm doing the marathon again tonight. Go back to sleep. And then I knew that I had a 9 a.m. call, so I checked my alarm to make sure it was set for 8:55, which everyone knows five minutes to get ready for a call is all you need. And then once I fell asleep after the 4 a.m. automatic wake up or, you know, the body clock wake up, I slept like I was in a hibernating for months. And then the alarm goes off and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> you jumped up again because your body was like, oh, we're shutting it down. And you yeah, went I'm, into real sleep. Like you I'm went basically the guy that showed up at the golf course drunk from last night. <laughs> That's a, And you sound just like that. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm upset too because I now know how much pool you don't have. Oh, here we go! I can't wait to hear this because our company is running fantasy football promos of the draft that I'm in. That's right, and I ain't in the draft. That's right. You say that just so nonchalant. Yeah, that's right. I I tried. I know. I'll give you an A for effort. You did go to bat for me. And I think what happened. See, what had happened I, was. There, I'm trying to, I got to look at the roster again for tonight. But as I understand it, everyone drafting tonight 
I believe, is on the NFL roster at ESPN except for one. Uh huh. And I think they're gonna I think they're gonna go Katie Nolan over you nine times out of ten. Okay. Uh, and I that's I, it. And would you be able to cut you're at Medina, would you even be able to show up anyway? Bruh, come on man. You know how I roll when it comes to travel. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You'd have showed get, up in your Eagles call, jersey. I'm there, yeah. If I get the call, I'm there. I don't know if I'd have been in the Eagles jersey. You know? I'd have been in I got the cool uh I got a really cool NASA baseball jersey. One of NASA? The, yes. One as of, in like the as in like the astronauts, yes. As so one of the single A affiliates um had a Apollo eleven night. And they had oh, wow. jerseys made that looked like the NASA suits. And I was like, and they had an auction, so I bought one. And so I would have rocked that. Now, cool. yeah, we do a minor league promotion, by the way, on Sports Center. I know, I know. We didn't do I was that surprised y'all didn't have it. Yeah, those those Which folks didn't send us a heads up. I know. Now, yeah, they, well, sorry, they were wearing... great when I I reached out to them and was like, "Hey, listen, I don't know if I'm going to be because it was a live auction, and I was like, listen, I will be unavailable when the live auction's going on because I was somewhere. I think I was over in England or over in uh, Northern Ireland." Mm-hmm. And so it, the auction happened during the open. So I was like, uh, the time doesn't really work out for me. But and so then one of the representatives was like, well, just, you know, let us know what size you are. And hopefully there'll be one or two left. And there luckily was one left. So did you I, tell him, don't worry, the size that I need you have? Nah, man, because you'd be surprised, man. There's a lot of thick people out there. that like <laughs> <laughs> So. You would, you would think, and it's the same too. That's the bad thing is most of the time in my size, you're only getting one or two. You know what I mean? Like smalls, mediums, larges, fifty each of them. You know, you start getting the double X, and it's like, oh, we got two, and one guy came in and bought both of them. You're like, bro, greedy mother, why are you gonna do that? It, you know what I'm saying? You know, there's nine people fighting for them too, and you grab both of them, like so. You know, you know I, it's, jersey, jersey size 52 and 54, they don't make a lot of them. You know what I love about the juxtaposition of this conversation is that I – I don't want to say this because I'm going to get killed for it. Say it. I can never find smalls. <laughs> That's because you keep shouting in the kids' department. <laughs> like, what we, like, you know, like, you'll be with Smalls me and double X's. <laughs> I know. That's the hardest – when we're at a, uh, you know, when you and I are at a pro shop, we're at an event, and I'm looking for swag from the event, like a polo or something. You always hear me asking, "You guys got any more smalls? Any no more smalls back there? No, because you we, know the we, one rack that we dominate, though, we dominate the clearance rack. Oh yeah, that's the one rack where you and I actually get. We have some dominant every now and then, but normally that's the stuff that you'll look at and be like, "That's horrible looking." And I'll look at it and be like, nah, actually what's going to make that awesome is no one's going to have it. And so when you rock it, what looked ugly on the rack is going to – everyone's going to be like, yo, where would you get that? Like my Ryder Cup bucket hat is that I got a Ryder Cup bucket hat that in – at the Ryder Cup, it was, it was the hat no one was touching. <laughs> and everyone was making fun of. And I was like, yep, I'm getting two of these. 
And every time I busted it out, everyone said the same thing. Like, yo, where'd you get that? I didn't even see it. Yep. Yep. That's what I thought. You know, you and I would have a phenomenal reality television show. Oh, my gosh, yes. We already know that. We know that. Yeah, but and how are we we're sp- taking podcasts on the road. Like, at some point, we need – Maddie and the caddy got to go on the road. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, we yeah. got to figure that out. Yeah. We're, we've only been around for a year. We'll continue to grow the show. Uh, so tell your friends, spread the word, download, subscribe, and rate. The bigger we get this, the sooner we'll take it on the road, which sure as the sun comes up, we are going to do. All right. And here comes the argument. Ready? Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau, where you at? Oh, good. I was going to uh, – see, I was going to lead That's with Tiger. You you want to well, you want to Tiger? Yeah. All right, we can start with Tiger. No, 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 no. no. You brought it up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let's get into that. Okay. We'll get to Tiger eventually. Yeah, I, yeah. Next year when he tees it up or Zozo. Yeah, you said something on Sports Center. I actually said it. I was like, I finally agree with Collins, but neither here nor there. We'll get there in a minute. I think the best thing ever for golf right now is that Kepka is calling out the slow play crew, and I love that the face of the slow play crew is Bryson DeChambeau because what you have is you've got best player on the planet, has the credentials to call you out, then you've got quirkiest player on the planet who also runs a little bit hot. You converge the two, and you've got yourself a good guy and villain a slow play versus let's go, and it brings attention to the sport that I absolutely love. Well, quirkiest guy who also has data that backs him up. See? And here's – I used to be – I was the guy who used to be like, man, we got to do something, slow play, it's killing the game, you know, it's wrecking everything. Kids are not going to be watching. We can't get them on the golf. We can't play. We got we to gotta find a way to make a round two hours. Like – and then Pat Perez said something to me that was such a slap in the face. I was like, I can't argue that even a little bit. And in a conversation that I had uh, yesterday with a player, again, there's no – you can't argue this. What it comes down to is your the argument becomes etiquette versus rules to the letter of the law. Right? Like Explain. And so, I'll, first I'll give the example. Rules to the letter of the law say the speed limit is 55. Get on the highway and try and do 55. Etiquette is that if you're in the passing lane on the left side doing 55, you're not breaking the law. But etiquette-wise, there's probably 13 cars behind you that want to run you off the road. That's right. Because you're not following etiquette. Etiquette in golf is don't hold up the players in your group. But to the rules of the law of golf, if your group is not out of position and you're not on the clock, you ain't breaking a rule. You can do whatever you want. If you take two minutes to hit a shot and the rules official does not put you on the clock or time you or give you a bad time or your group gets to the tee, after you take two minutes to look at a putt and that group is in the fairway in front of you, you're not out of position. No, you're not. You're so not. So to the letter of the law, 
You ain't do anything wrong. But here's what Pat Perez said to me that was such a slap in the face. And I put this out there too, and people lose their minds. But it's like, you can't argue this. When one time, name me one time that a golf tournament has not finished on time on Sunday because of slow play. Just once. Name me a time where a golf tournament has not finished on time because of slow play. You can't I don't do think it. that's the point. That's not the point. Yeah, but here that is the point. The point is television is on until 7 o'clock, right? They got a window until 7 o'clock. A tournament has never had it been called because of darkness because of slow play and had no, to go on Monday. It'll go past 7 o'clock. Yeah, but it, that's every case of that has been weather-related. It has not been no. due to slow play. Yes, I mean there. If look, if you if you look at a, t- I mean it happens in every sport. If you look at a TV listing in your guide, and it says three thirty p.m. to seven, the game could go past to like seven seventeen or seven twenty. That technically is running over the allotted time. Yes, and when was the last time that someone complained about football slow play? Like that Nobody. has it has nothing to do with nothing. Yeah, what but that gets, is, into, that gets into the argument of like baseball games right now, pace when, of play are are the same as football, and but it's a different sport. When has slow play caused them to miss a Sunday finish? Well, that's an extreme case. That I don't when has it happened though? Here's the this is the pro. I'm telling you, and this is where the art. This is why everyone has to pivot on this argument because they know it's lost. That's the. This is the mic drop, and that's the thing. You can argue until you're blue in the face. You can get pissed off and mad. You can be like, this doesn't help with kids watching, and it sets a bad precedent. Blah, 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 blah. Look, I was in your camp. I used to be – I was there too, and I still – I'll be the first one to say it is doing the game no favors, none whatsoever. It is not helping the game. But when it comes down to it, Play finishes on Sunday, <laughs> and you get a champ. So yeah, but <laughs> yes, yes, and them using the argument of it's not going to get kids out to the course—that's just a convenient bullet point they're trying to use to it's get a lie. their argument out there. It's a lie. It's all about it's about them on the course while they're playing. Mm-hmm. Kepka said it perfect. I'm on Team Brooks. He says it takes me 15 seconds, and I've done all right. You know, yeah, that's there's, exactly he's, right. he's, there's an extreme. There's the Kepka extreme, and there's the DeChambeau extreme, and, and J.B. Holmes. Some of these guys who have a reputation for rep, uh, uh, reputation for playing slow, but there's a happy medium. It's got nothing to do with TV. It has nothing to do with the tournament finishing on time. It has everything to do with end in round rhythm. Which some of these players etiquette. feel that's are being etiquette. disrupted, and that's. That's, that's etiquette, a va- not that's rules. valid. That's, that's etiquette, valid. not rules. And Bryson was the first one to say it's a game of etiquette. Bryson was the first one to say, like he took way too long on that putt. And what would have been the smart thing to do would have been two minutes, add two shots, bro. Sorry, add two shots. Simple as that. And even Bryson said, "I'm all for penalizing. I'm all for it." But that puts the onus on. The rules officials, and then how you how you going to weight each shot? 
mm-hmm. like a chip shot on Thursday is completely different than a chip shot on Sunday on the 17th hole when you're one shot up or one shot down trying to get up and down to save par. Like they are completely different animals and it, and that's okay. And that's okay. But like Bryson has a point too is if I take a minute and five seconds on one shot and 32 seconds on another shot, well, guess what? Those things start averaging out. And that's why it all comes down to big picture and when we start, when we finish. Are we in position? Are we out of position? And then if a group is out of position, like a great example, J.B. Holmes at L.A. That was horrible. Yes. It was horrible. The fact that the final group was two full holes behind. And so you're sitting, the crowd, I'm saying you're, the crowd is sitting on the 18th hole going um did we did we miss did we miss the final group like what's what do you, they're still are they still coming are you sure like they didn't did they leave or did we did we miss them? <laughs> right like it's crazy to think that so i mean golf definitely has an image problem but there's another thing that i i will say a lot of people that are complaining about, you know, golf takes so long and it's hard to grow the game and we got to find a way to make it faster and more palatable for young kids. I say this. Why don't we just teach patience? Golf is a game that takes a little while to play. Yeah, like, but not that, everything you do is right here, right now. You know, no, I want to hear right. I wanna listen for Ruka Salt. I want it now. I want I want what I want and I want it right now. Well, you know what? You don't get this. No, that yeah, that's it. a whole other it's podcast. Golf. I'm big on the the right now generation because of of having a cell phone in your pocket. I I agree with that. But I will say that when your best player in the world is the face of pace of play, you are you're not going to teach the patience thing with the kid because you've got Big Bad Brooks and his Nike, which kids Rory love. Too. Then you know that's that's the problem, and I believe that the Brooks camp probably has a large percentage more followers than does the DeChambeau JB. Completely Holmes. agree. The, and and fact, the question that I threw out to Brooks was: Slow players don't know they're slow. How do you make them recognize that they're slow? It's like the idiot that's always late. If you, everyone's got a buddy that's always late, yes. they don't know that they're always late because yes, they just, do. That no, is they a, don't. Well, they're just yeah, doing things is. at their own pace. Well, you know, and they, also like that's a that's a that's a a subconscious. I'm more important than you. Move. And that's the same guy. It's the same guy in golf. I'm gonna go about my way until I'm ready to hit. Same guy. Hey, Jason. Guy hey. Jason Day, speaking of, looking for a caddy. Oh, Him and Steve yeah. Williams split. You couldn't, go any, do. you couldn't go any more opposite than, than you and Stevie Williams. But it's the same <laughs> It's the same guy. Guy who just goes about his method, independent of other people waiting for him, is guy who plays golf slow. I agree with that. But that's, again, it comes down to etiquette. Like, are you following the rules to the letter of the law? Yep. Is that the greatest, is that the nicest thing to do when you're playing with other people? But this is what, this is also what that other player said to me. The other player said, 
Bryson is also, it's not his job to be like, well, you know, I kind of want this guy to win, so I better pick up my pace so he can win and have a better chance. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to win. So I'm going to, and we are talking about a, this is not a team sport. It's an individual sport. This is a sport where you're, your job is selfishness. Like what got you here? Being selfish. Only thinking about you. So now, yeah, but, now you're talking about, oh, I got to think about other people. No, when but you're not when I'm playing, playing for nine million dollars. You're not playing by yourself. You're playing. I understand. I'm not. You're people. not playing by yourself. But you're, I'm. It's me against the golf course. It ain't me against you, unless it's match play. Yes, I mean yes. There, but are we only do that you're... twice a year. So it's like, I. There was some news regarding this uh, late last night. The uh, PGA said that it would review its pace of play policy, <laughs> and then DeChambeau took to his Instagram releasing a statement that said, slow play affects the quality of the game for both players and our fans, and I've always had the utmost respect for my playing partners, including JT and Tommy. I'm constantly trying to improve, and I will do my very best to improve my pace. Golf is my passion and livelihood. It's my responsibility to help improve the game to be more enjoyable for all. Pace of play has been an issue for golf at all levels for a long time, and I'm committed to being a part of the solution, not the problem. I want to be a good representative of the game and the PGA Tour, and I'm looking forward to working with the Tour and fellow players to find a solution to slow play. I like that Bryson went up to Brooks's caddy, Ricky, on Saturday and was like, or Sunday, I was like, yo, tell your boss if he got something he wants to say, you can say it to my face. Yeah, that's a bold move, like, Cotton. Well, that's not up, the guy. Hold on. You just said you should come to my face, but you went to his caddy. <laughs> right? Hey, man. Is that, that not, uh, is there not a little bit of irony there? Maybe. Hey, man, you tell that dude he should come to my face. Be like, well, why don't you go to his face and say it? Maybe, uh, I, we don't know the background of that. Maybe Bryson's. Walked by the first guy he saw was Brooks's caddy and, and yeah. not Brooks. Well, Brooks wasn't out yet. Brooks, I mean, in Brooks's in in Bryson's defense, Brooks had not come out onto the putting green yet. But believe me, when he did, first thing Ricky told him, a hey, uh, Bryson just came over and said, "If you got something, say say it to his face." And Brooks was like, "Where is he?" Oh, let's go. Yeah. That was yeah. For uh, oh, yeah, know, let's go. Here's a funny story from last week. Brooks originally had no security assigned to him. And I talked to one of the security guys, and he was saw the sheet and was like, "Um, so he went ahead and signed some assigned some security guys to Brooks, and then went to the higher up and was like, "Uh, yeah, hey man, I fixed that little thing. Y'all forgot to assign Brooks security." And the guy was like, "No, we didn't." <laughs> he goes, "What you mean?" He goes, "You see the size of that dude? What's he need security for? Who coming in the ropes after him?" And then we all just laughed. And guy goes, "Yeah, come on, man, he's world number one though. You got to show him a little respect." You know, just have some security guys there just for respect. Yeah, I know the security guys are going to be smaller than him. Right. But, you know, you still got to have them out there, show the presence. But that was funny. The guy goes, yeah, I fixed that problem. No, it wasn't a problem. What you mean? I didn't assign nobody to him. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> who messed yeah, with me? Yeah, who, who you said the 5'8", <laughs> 165-pound guy with them? Like, what are we doing for Kepka? Yeah, you come So, pace of play. <laughs> Pace of play obviously dominated this week because it was Brooks and it was Bryson, two big names in the sport going back and forth, which I loved. Uh, the other, the biggest name in the sport, mm. uh, once again is 
in the conversation for the wrong reasons, which mm. of course is Tiger Woods uh, withdrawing for a tournament, uh, mid-tournament after the first round. I thought that this was forecasted a bit when we were on Sports Center together on Wednesday during the pro am, and he stopped hitting tee shots because his back was stiff. Yep. And to Which me, that part, I blame Harold Varner the third. Why? And and that video is up already because I, it's on Instagram, which I'll repost on your Maddie. Instagram or Maddie and the Caddy. It's on my Instagram, but I'll repost it on Maddie and the Caddy okay. as well because uh, the practice round, if you remember, Tuesday, Tiger late in the afternoon played a nine hole practice session with uh, Harold Varner the third, Brooks Kepka, and Dustin Johnson. So you got two monsters that get it out there 340 and then Harold Varner all morning or all afternoon as they were playing was like I'm gonna get it by you old man you ain't hitting it by me today so of course he's golden tiger into going after that driver which they were going toe-to-toe trying to fly by so of course Harold is like I'm piping it today and tiger is like hammer beats pipe (laughs) and they would hit him five or ten by him and walk up and stand by Harold's ball first and Harold would be like, yeah, I got you. And then Tiger would give him this sly Cheshire cat grin and be like, this is you. And keep walking up to his ball, which, I mean, it was just, it was a great, I, I would put that practice day into my top five of all time. But then that's also why I believe the next day Tiger was feeling it on Wednesday and couldn't get his back to loosen up. Now that got nothing to do with Thursday and it got nothing to do with the obliques. That he that he reportedly said. Yeah, it does. Why? Because once you have one physical ailment begots another, begots another. And once the whole once all of the car parts once the are out of whack start collapsing. That's it. Once you have one problem with the, the engine and the carburetor, like it all just goes out. I think <laughs> look I just don't. I just don't think he was right. And rather than put out there that his back is hurt, oh, so we can't. all start freaking out. Correct. He can't do he, that. He went oblique. I think it was all really. I just don't think he was right. I agree. I agree. I also think he stopped caring about golf after he won the Masters. <clears throat> I don't. I don't believe that to be true. Um, I still think that there's a part of him that wants to come out and kind of try and win golf tournaments i think there was a part of him that when he when starting the playoffs he was like man want to get that fedex cup again but i think you realize real quick like oh that's not gonna happen so you know we let everybody know as we record this on tuesday he's still in the field and i can tell you joey's here now oh is he yeah that being said i do not believe tiger's playing you and, don't, and and I and I hope he doesn't. Which I know, as as you know, people are like ah, see Tiger haters coming out and Mike, like, come on now, don't be stupid. I'm a fan of Tiger. He's someone. He's a friend. But as a friend and as a fan, how long have I been preaching? The less we see Tiger, the longer we see Tiger. Forever, and Tiger actually said the same thing at his press conference at the Open Championship earlier this year. That if he wants to be around for a while, he's just not going to be able to play a whole lot. And right now, there's 
after last week, there is zero, zero reward for him teeing it up this week. I agree. I, Especially look. if he wants to play at the Zozo Championship in Japan, which we know he wants to do because that also same week, right before, he has a big money skins game with Rory McIlroy on the same course. So you guys, from now to October, you're not winning the FedEx Cup. You don't need any of the deferred bonus cash. Like, he ain't playing for the cash. Well, Tiger, Tiger Woods need cash. Come on, man. Ridiculous. And it's all deferred. It ain't like he's getting a big check. Yeah, you know, and right now he'd be grinding to get to the tour championship. For what? No For reason. What? Yes. I said it and I've stayed consistent with it. The second he won the Masters, roll credits on this season. Done. He doesn't need to prove anything to anybody else. No, he ain't trying to prove it, but he's still got to try and tee it up for those majors because if you do catch lightning in a bottle, you know, you're trying to trying to still make that run of Jack no matter what. I think he needs to stop and reset all over again and just get ready for next year and just get what, healthy and get treatment. Season. Yeah, exactly. But well, see, here's the thing. I don't want to see him before February. What about, well, nah, but it was Zozo Championship. He's got to play. And what about President's Cup? Dude, the commissioner of the PG, I understand that. But the commissioner, that Wednesday when he, last week when he didn't play, only played, what, seven holes and then walked around chipping and putting the rest of the time. Jay Monahan came out there and was talking to him about the President's Cup and how important it would be for him to play on the team. Well, guess what? How important is it for Tiger to continue his career? He was initially just I a captain. I agree with you 100%, man. But I also understand as the PGA Tour commissioner, you're like, listen, Golden Goose, I need you to poop out one of them eggs. And well, if you're in Australia as the captain riding around in a golf cart and not hitting a golf shot, you know who's watching? Exactly. Yeah, but, okay, exactly. well, what's more important to Mr. Commissioner, uh, the longevity of Tiger Woods for more than two, three more years or one President's Cup? Well, see, that's – we. Oh, do we live in the here and now or do we live in later? We should like, live in the long term. We should, but I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Like, if dude steps off a curb the wrong way, you know what I mean? So, you know what? Play. Now, and I'm, I'm, I'm so being you just contradicted yourself. No, I, I say I'm, I'm saying that as the commissioner. I'm saying that as the commissioner. What I'm saying is, like, while me, Michael Collins, I want, I would like to see Tiger play for four or five more years. As the commissioner of the PGA Tour, putting the President's Cup on in Australia, hey, man, I need you to tee it up because we're going to be on prime time. And in order for us to get ratings, now that we're we're in the middle of a TV negotiation deal right now, like, I need them ratings up, so I need you to tee it up. Like, if you on, if you got two broke feet, I don't tee it up. I don't care. The only way people are going to watch is if you're playing. So if that means I lose you in three years or lose you in a year, if that gets me through the TV negotiation deal and I can get TV sewn up for 10 more years and then I lose Tiger in a year, well, I got the, I got the money for the tour. That's my job. 
So you firm don't believe he's playing this week? I hope not. And I I believe that I believe that there is no upside for him to play this week. No, I agree with you, but so you just... I I believe that I think Joey's here. I think it's a good show. I think that there are I know he has some things that are set up for the President's Cup. Like some appearance stuff that's supposed to be done that he may or may not show up for, that there are things that are scheduled. So I think if he shows up, he's probably just going to do those things, and then I think he should dip out. I think he should shut it down. I agree. I completely agree. Shut there's it down nothing Zozo. else. Zozo, there's nothing. and then don't play in Hero. Don't play in the Hero. Don't play in your own event because it's that you're going to play golf and then get on a plane and fly to Australia? Come on, man. You had a perfect pun there. You could be like, you don't need to be a hero. <laughs> don't need to play. I know I didn't, didn't take, I didn't take full missed. advantage. Yeah, he needs to shut it down. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll talk about Patrick Reed, who since, by the way, ironically enough, shutting it down, has found his game again and is, is now trending very much in the right direction, made a big leap into the FedEx Cup standings up to second. We'll get to that in just a minute, but first – Butcher Box, after hearing me talk about it for months, if you haven't taken advantage of the amazing offers, you need to listen up. Every month, Butcher Box delivers humanely raised 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, heritage bred pork, and wild caught Alaskan salmon to your door. The last box that I got came with burgers, steaks, pork chops. In fact, I grilled the other night a couple of pork chops, put them in some marinade. I had a great dinner. I've already told you guys how I won Father's Day with the Butcher Box meat. Got it out. Thawed it out. It was good. It was fresh. It was marinated. I'm a grill whiz anyway. So you take my grilling skills with the meat that you get from Butcher Box, and you are set. This month, Butcher Box is offering new members $20 off your first box, plus two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon when you sign up at ButcherBox.com slash Maddie. That's right. In addition to all the great meat you get, ButcherBox is knocking $20 off your first box, and they're throwing in two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon when you sign up. Think about that. Ground beef, two pounds, two packs of bacon when you sign up. ButcherBox.com slash Maddie. ButcherBox.com slash Maddie. Yeah, Maddie. Yeah. You ever have uh, back pain after golf? No, I do after carrying you in this podcast, though. <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> yeah, that's why you wear a small? I don't think so. Look, <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but there is a good way to get rid of back pain. And as a guy who caddied on the PGA Tour, there is something that we used to use. We didn't tell a lot of people about it, but everyone's getting to know about it now. It's called hanging upside down or inversion therapy. Basically, it's using gravity in your own body weight to help decompress your spine and release all the tension in your shoulders, neck, joints. So there is something called a teeter inversion table. They have thousands of reviews on Amazon, and their average star rating, 4.9, hello, means probably doing something right. I mean, think about this. Here's when I would use it. Go to the golf course, jump on an inversion table. Stretch out, feel really good. Go caddy for 18 holes, back to the trailer, jump back on the inversion table, let that back decompress, 
good to go for the rest of the night. Do it all again the next day. And believe me when I tell you, your back starts feeling really good. Now, if you're using it to play golf, 10% increase in drive distance, why would you want that? How about a 16% increase in accuracy? Oh, you don't want to hit greens. Okay, whatever. Then don't use it. I'm going to say it's going to give you probably an average of three strokes around. So, you know, if you don't want to get better, don't use it. You know, keep losing money. If you do, there's a special offer for our audience. $70 off a Teeter Inversion Table plus $100 worth of bonus accessories when you go to teeter.com slash caddy, C-A-D-D-I-E. That's T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash caddy. You'll also get free shipping and free returns. It's a 60-day money-back guarantee. So risk? Nah, there is none. Let me say this one more time. $70 off a teeter inversion table plus free bonus accessories, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to teeter.com slash caddy. Teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash caddy. You're back. Well, thank you. I could use some some distance and accuracy. Everyone can, unless you're Dustin Johnson or Rory McIlroy or John Rahm. Heck, even Patrick Reed would take more distance if he could get it. That's and he a great one. Great segue because I had read a stat over the weekend doing Sports Center where Patrick Reed hadn't led a tournament after the third round since the 2018 Masters. Which and was the last me, time he won. To me, that was absolutely incredible. And what I love that he did is sometimes it takes pro athletes to get slapped upside the head to realize that they're just doing too much. And Patrick Reed realized that, took some time off because he was just doing too much, didn't touch a club for 10 days to kind of reset the system. And since he's come back, Michael, we've seen him trending into the right direction. And we saw that trend end up with a win. And now he's second in the FedEx Cup point standings after a remarkable finish at the Northern Trust. You know what's crazy about what Patrick Reed went through is after winning the Masters, you talk to a lot of guys who win their first major. And they talk about how life got so crazy that that they kind of – let golf slack a little bit where with Patrick, it was the opposite. He wins the masters and he goes into full on grind mode, which actually hurt his game more. And then if you remember, he like brought lead better in and was like, he was grinding so hard that he, he honestly forgot how to just enjoy being on the golf course and enjoy the fact that his job was golf. And so he got emotional when me and him were talking. I mean, I know it was hard to hear there, but you know, standing there looking him in the eyes, he he, he really he got misty eyed big time when he was talking about ten days where he just was a dad. They the place that they rented in upstate New York was thirteen manicured acres, so it was just all grass. And he goes, me and the kids are just out there running around. Like one day we're playing kickball, the next day we're playing frisbee. Like whatever the kids wanted to do. I just was I just got I got to be a dad. And that was it. And then he he actually showed up to play a practice round with Jimmy Dunn. Um I forget, I think it was at the National. And he told Jimmy, he was like, "Hey man, this is going to be bad. 
This just is not. I haven't touched the club in 10 days. Haven't touched the club. And he goes, on the first hole, a reachable par four, he hit driver to six inches, tap in birdie. It was like, oh, that was all right. Next hole, he hit driver and iron to like three feet and was like, this is kind of fun. And had forgot how much fun that he would have on the golf course. And that was it. That was like the light bulb moment of aha. So it was almost like if you love something, is <laughs> that – that corny junior high saying, if you love something, set it free. If it yeah, comes but, back. But <laughs> what you said there, back. what you said there, I think is, is, is the operative statement is that he forgot that he could have fun playing golf. Sometimes yeah. these guys grind so much and forget. I think he grinded so much to get to the point to win the Masters. Uh, he became a sensation at the Ryder Cup. All of this led to a Patrick Reed grind, and he stopped having fun. And when, I, they, when you when you go back to just being basic and like, oh, what I do for a living is kind of cool, that helps. Well, and that's the one thing that, that he had stopped doing. He had stopped going to play golf just to have a good time, to enjoy the game. And so because he had zero expectations of himself and was just going out to the golf course with, with – you know, Jimmy, he was just going out there to just have fun and just play again and realize, wait a minute. He said he got longer, and that is that is completely because he was playing stress-free. And that's one of those things where it's so easy for professional golfers to go, you know, I just need to take the pressure off myself. It's so easy to say, and it is one of the hardest things to do. In golf, and I think he found that happy medium again. Now the trick is going to be, now that you've won and put yourself in that position, how do you keep playing without putting that pressure on yourself? Because he now knows that that's a challenge. Well, yeah, and you hope that in that three weeks off, he was able to kind of reset how his mind works with this and understands, all right, if I ever get back into what you're talking about, start struggling again, I know why. I know why. And, I'm and you know club. what to do, but can you make exactly. yourself do it? Can can you make yourself shut it down? That's Fine. all on the maturation of the player. And we've True. said this all the time. We've seen maturation of players who just go out there and beat it and beat it and beat it and beat it. And then they realize, you know what? I need to take a step back. <laughs> and maybe this is the next evolution of Patrick Reed because for a while, and I, I actually believe he can help himself in the public I a little bit with this new evolution of Patrick Reed and enjoying himself a little bit more because for a while I think you and I both agree he was he was a little bit misrepresented very much with so. his repu- with his reputation because we both like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we also I think, we got to see a, pa- a side of Patrick Reed that most people don't get to see, and that's true. Um, true, and so maybe we'll see publicly him be a little bit more accepted than what he was before because it takes it. Look, I think we're, we haven't heard the end of Jason day yet to kind of use a, 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 a mm. player parallel and that this guy was number one in the world. It was one of the toughest guys to beat on tour. I mean, where's he gone? What is going on with him? He's I believe 50th he, in the FedEx cup. He might saying, not even make the tour championship. 
you're going to get a resurgence out of him. I guarantee it. He's oh, yeah. too good not to be. Well, but we, this is what we talked about a while before. So for people that didn't catch it earlier, after six events together, him and Steve Williams, done. They're done. And it was, it was, think, a, what was, what did they say? It was a two mix of old school and new school. That's what he said. He said it was, it was just not a great mix. It was, there was old school and new school, you know, and I guess Stevie Williams is old school, which is probably true. And Jason Day is more new school, which probably true. So. We and said it mentioned- in podcasts back in the day. Like, when that first came together, you was like, what do you think? And I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm just not. Their personalities, I just didn't. I didn't see it working really, really well. I didn't I, I didn't say that it couldn't work. Um, But it was one of those. It's like when you see a couple get together and you're like, well, wow, that no one saw that coming. And then after they break up, they go, well, that's why no one saw it coming. So, like Miley Cyrus and Hemsworth, who called it quits this week. Shocker! Oh, I under a year. It. Yeah, I right. That. Yeah, under a year. Yeah. Oh man, I can't believe it didn't work out. Oh yeah. And so. you'd mentioned uh, Jason Day in the FedEx Cup points. Back to Patrick Reed. He moved up forty-eight positions from fiftieth. Yep. To second. So big jump out of Patrick Reed. Biggest and in fact, after biggest jump. Go ahead. Harold Varner the third. Yeah, good for him. We'll try to get Varner. I want to get Varner on before. I know uh, I text him and he he can't come on. Of course, now when you go from 102nd to 29th, and if 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 he would have finished second, he would have been 23rd, which would have locked him. But now he's got to play. Got to grind. He's got to grind. And this is a tough one too because well, it's good and bad. The good news is there's no cut. The bad news is because there's no cut, four days you got to you got to grind it, brother. You got to play. Go. Yeah, you got to go. Like, don't let dudes – because average is like three guys drop out. So, Ooh, that's yeah, good. that's, that's, that's the normal average is that three dudes that are in will get out. And three guys out will get in. So, hopefully, if he plays good enough, you know, a, a top 20 this week will go a long ways to get him into the tour championship. And that's the goal, one of his big goals, too, because – if you get in the tour championship, you know what that gets you in. The Masters. Hello, friends. So we know that uh, Varner is making a run up the board. He's a good story. But as was Patrick Reed, who won this last week. And, in fact, after he won the tournament, the caddy caught up with Reed. I'm not saying – I'm just saying one of us on Friday morning on Center called Patrick Reed the winner of the Northern Trust. So, who am I standing here talking to after winning the Northern Trust? What's up? What's up going, bud? Thanks <laughs> thanks for the pick. You're very welcome. I appreciate it. And the funny, here's the irony. So, we had a conversation on Thursday about motivational speeches from Gaddies. Yeah. How did Kessler must have did pretty good, man. Give he, him some credit. He, he did all right. He did all right. You know, I mean, today today was one of those days that uh, I wasn't feeling that great. My body was, uh, was not co- cooperating, really. I mean, I feel like I couldn't get through the golf shots and mm. and so when i got through seven he looks at me he goes hey we gotta hit some greens he's like you realize you've hit two out of seven greens you birdied both of them so let's just he's like let's not be very aggressive let's just hit some greens 
let the putter work. The putter's working, and uh, you know he definitely kept me in it. He, he definitely he 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 worked hard for this one. He did his job on this one, and uh, you know there's there's no one else that uh, you know that I'd want to go battle with me on Kessler. I mean he's been he's been rock solid, and uh, you know he, he's always out there grinding, getting it, giving all he can for us to go out and play the best golf we can. First win since the Masters. Tell me about the journey between then and here. What does this win mean now? Because it's been a while, right? Uh, it's been it's been too long. <laughs> you know, it's been it's been frustrating to say the least. Um, I feel like I've been doing a lot of things really well, and just numbers haven't been producing. I was actually going south and going the way wrong direction, um, leading into Bethpage. And then when I played at Bethpage, you know, my wife and my team said, "Hey, we." you need to shut it down. He's like, I haven't seen you be this kind of lethargic and just kind of, you know, the golf, you know, the golf's not going the way we want to go. So let's have a hard reset. And so we went on, on a two week vacation in the Hamptons and, uh, hung out with the little ones. Actually was a dad for 10 days, you know, didn't touch a golf club, hung out with the little ones, had a blast. And, uh, next, you know, I get back, I start playing golf again and, you know, I'm hitting the ball farther. Uh, the ball was going straighter. I had a clear mind, and it just showed to me that mentally and physically, uh, you know, I was rejuvenated. I was back to where I needed to be. And at that point, uh, you know, I was go out and play solid golf. And since the U.S. Open, it, it's been going in the right direction. You know, I've had a lot of good weeks where I felt like a lot of things were going the right way. Just haven't capped off any wins. And, uh, you know, I, I think the most special thing about this win was, you know, Windsor Wild is old enough now that uh, she understands daddy leaving. She understands golf. And... She understands that when Daddy goes, that means he's going away for a couple weeks usually, and you know, the only time I get to see her is through Facetime. And um, you know, Barrett, he's not—he's not quite old enough yet to understand that. But yeah. Windsor Wells does. I always tell her that, hey, don't worry, Dad. You know, Daddy's going to golf course. Daddy's going to bring you home a trophy. And you know, I haven't—I haven't done it. And so now this week to be able to cap off today and uh, to be able to call her on the flight home and tell her, hey, Daddy's bringing home a trophy. It's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait. And. Uh, you know, to see Windsor Wells, to see the little Barrett, and uh, you know, to talk to Justine—it's gonna be—it's gonna be awesome. That's awesome, man. And of course, standing in the shadow of Lady Liberty, you moved it two in the FedEx Cup, but more importantly, put yourself in position to make that Presidents Cup team. How important is that to you? Yeah, you know, it's very important. Um, you know, I mean, for the guy who absolutely loves to represent his country and would do anything to play for his country to Captain uh, America, exactly baby. to come out and to. To be in the, on the wrong side of the points kind of going into this week and knowing that I need to play good golf in order to move up as well as play good golf to, if I'm not able to get in the top eight, to hopefully get a pick is, you know, I had to come out and continue playing solid. And, and I knew kind of where I was FedEx Cup as well as where I was in President's Cup that the way you move up is by playing good golf, getting yourself in contention on Sundays and hopefully win golf tournaments. And, uh, you know, to come in the first playoff, playoff event and go ahead and, uh, to win a golf tournament and move up on both of those and have now, you know, be in a good spot to, you know, go into East Lake is, uh, is something that hopefully we can go out and, and continue to grind and play well next week and, you know, have a shot at, uh, winning the FedEx Cup. That's what it's all about. Hey, man, there's still two more events to play. You can win them, too, if you want to, you know. Hey, I'll take it. You know, I mean, I'll keep on, <laughs> keep on grinding, keep on putting myself in contention on Sundays, and let's see if we can uh, see if we can go do it. Congratulations. I know I Thanks, got my Iron Man shoes on today. Hey, man, you know, it's, I supposed to be, it's supposed to be Captain America. Come on, man. So here's the deal. Top two, East Lake. Same. We all hook right, it up. All right, yeah. I'll hook Kessler it up. Kessler said he wants to get a whole the Captain America outfit. He, want, he said, I got to wear that. Oh, for sure. You win East Lake, I'll wear it. That's got to be tight. 
it's got <laughs> it's got to be tight. Don't mind the medium, but I'll wear it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll buy Kessler a small, buy you a medium. <laughs> I might need a double leg, but I'll wear it. So far, so good. Keep it up, man. Thanks, bro. Captain America, win number one. Northern Trust over. You know, it's always good, Michael, to hear these guys have fun with you after they win, especially when you go through what what Reed went through in those three weeks to kind of just get back to this point. You know, and I talked to him about that President's Cup thing and a little nugget that wasn't in that interview, but that he and I talked to after I turned off the camera. I gave him a ball marker, a Captain America ball marker, at the beginning of this year. And it's he says it, it, it's still in the bag. But you know what else is still in the bag? The American flag from the Ryder Cup. Mm. It has that that American flag from the Ryder Cup from three years ago? Yeah, I think it was 16, wasn't it? Correct. Has never left his golf bag. Every, every tournament that he's been at, everywhere his golf bag has gone... That American flag is gone with him. And that tells you how much it means to him to be on these Ryder Cup and President's Cup teams. Yeah. And how much pride he takes in that label of Captain America, even when so many have tried to make him out to be the villain in so many situations. So I just think that's a it's a cool nugget to know. Like what this dude, what how strongly he feels about making these teams, you know, and 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 I think, and this is me just talking. I think privately, you know, he's he's nervous about knowing that he or feeling like he has to make the team on points because, you know, there are probably some guys on that team that would prefer he not be a pick. Which is unfortunate, you know, and that that may be a symptom of what happened at the last Ryder Cup. But I always come back to it, man. There are a lot of people out there that say anonymous this and anonymous that. And, you know, but to his credit, Patrick Reed puts his name on everything. And I, I have yet to still see him say something that wasn't true. So it's like you might not like some of the things that he says sometimes, but you know what he doesn't do? Lie. That's it. Bring it full circle to Shambo. If your boss has a problem, come say it to my face. Uh, I'm going to get you out of here with some quick news that dropped from Medina. The tee times are out. Tiger Woods is set and paired to go off at 12.54 p.m. on Thursday, paired with C.T. Pan and Billy Horschel. Well, the bigger spot will be on Wednesday, as we record this Tuesday. Wednesday, Tiger is scheduled to tee off at 6.50 a.m. Yeah, they pro am, And his presser is scheduled to take place immediately following. So that right. may be a very we, – we're going to know – you know, and he does, I think Tiger's allowed to, I think, because he hasn't, I don't think he's used it, but I think you get a get out of Pro-Am free card twice a year or something. 
you know, or if you have a doctor's excuse, which Tiger would probably have, like if you're a doctor, Wait, a you're, note from your doctor. Yeah, yeah, literally, that's you got to have a note saying if if you've already used your get out of pro am free card, then you have to have a note from a doctor to get out of it. So we'll, we're going to find out Wednesday, I believe, whether or not he goes. And there were a lot of people. You know, when I posted that picture of Tiger leaving on Friday morning, there were a lot of people, I, which drives me crazy. Oh, man, every time Tiger plays bad, he just quits and withdraws. Like, do you understand what a bull crap statement that is and how much of a lie that is to say something like that? Like, oh, when he's playing bad, he quits. Like, this dude, why would you show up at a golf course and – have somebody work on you for an hour to get ready try your best to get ready to go like no one if i wouldn't have put that out there no one would have known no one would have known that tiger came to the golf course and got worked on and was trying desperately to get out there to play and just couldn't go if i wouldn't have put it out so you think this dude did that just for show but if he did it for show he would have made a a stink so that everyone would have seen him doing it and he didn't do that it drives me crazy when people are like, yeah, every time Tiger plays bad, that's when he WDs. Like, well, maybe he's WDing and was playing bad because he's hurt. Right. It's symptomatic of the bigger issue. Yes. So we'll see if Tiger tees it up. You can put on your reporter hat out there, do your job, <laughs> and uh, keep us posted uh, via every medium that you'll put out there. When's our uh, fantasy football draft? Uh, i got to set that up. When's our draft? Yeah, I've got the, the okay. league. Everybody's committed to the league. The league will be activated again. It's All always right. after the third preseason game, so we know who's healthy and who's not. Cool. And I can't wait for you to draft Melvin Gordon like you drafted Le- Le'Veon Bell last year. <laughs> and you were basically everybody's homecoming opponent, which everyone loved. So Hold on, no, I didn't finish last. You weren't DFL? No, I was not DFL. I didn't make the playoffs, but I was not DFL. To check the check the yeah, you better here. check that man. And also because it was my first year, I didn't understand how your scoring was was weighted. Oh, that uh, that's that on now. you for not reading the rules before the draft. Whatever, it was all about. It was all fun stuff, you know. And this wasn't a there wasn't a this wasn't a punishment league, which P- I'm gonna be in with Kessler. He's got me in. I'm doing two fantasy football. I'll I'll do three. I'll do three fantasy football teams this year. I'm going to do one on our ESPN fantasy football. I'm going to go with you. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to go in Kessler's league. But Kessler's has a punishment for finishing last. So this last guy who finished last, he had to spend 45 seconds getting shot at with paintballs. Yeah, you got to be careful of those punishment leagues. 45 seconds is a long time to get shot at. Yeah, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Oh, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah you, so, you, best be on your, you best be in your fantasy game. A punishment league is no joke. Okay. No tattoos. Go get your stuff at Medina. Looking forward to catching up next week. Uh, I love a no-cut event. Like you said, you got to grind it for all four days regardless. Um, and we uh, look forward to continuing this journey to the FedEx Cup Championship at East Lake with you. Alongside the caddy, Michael Cup. I am the Maddie. Have a great rest of your week. And maybe if we're all lucky, Caddy will grace us with a repost on Maddie and Caddy on Instagram. 
Maybe. Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.